Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophetess Dawn here, and I want to welcome you once again to Moore's Ark, where God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so we're going to talk about encouragement. What does the Word of God say? Encouragement. It reminds me of the song, uh, Encourage Yourself. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself. And like I, I think I shared it in the podcast earlier, part one about uh, Mother Waddles. Mother Waddles in Detroit, Michigan. She used to always have this song on her show about joy bells. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. And those joy bells, we need to get them back. We got to get them back. I shared with y'all my little confession. I gave you the whole details. (laughs) All the details. I gave you the whole story is what I meant. And all of the details around uh, my little confession. So y'all know I, I I pray God's forgiveness. So don't don't hang me, you know, on that, <laughs> you know. But anyway, I shared that with you all. But when I tell you I have been going through, and I know that if the enemy is attacking me at the level of warfare that he is attacking me and using the tactics and the schemes that he's using. I know that somebody under the sound of my voice is going through it too. So I'm going to encourage myself by encouraging you. I'm going to minister to you tonight uh, a word that I received from the Lord regarding encouragement and I pray that it encourages you. I've been going through so much uh, with my children, you know, just just rebelling against the structure and the values uh, that we have given them, and I know that it is a it's a war, and you know, I know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but when I tell you, <laughs> ooh, Jesus, when you are going through it, you know, you just want to kind of reach out and touch, but I'm continuing to pray. I am praying for their soul's salvation. I know that this is a season. It's a season. It's a season. And God is going to bring us out. And I am trusting God. I'm trusting God. But one thing I know, one thing I know about this slew foot enemy that comes against us is that he usually comes the same. He's not as, as smooth, you know, to switch it up all the time, but he comes the same. And there are patterns that, that we can kind of trace, you know, when he coming. So I would, enc- I would encourage you, I would admonish you to use encouragement like a wielding weapon against the enemy. Because the, the thing that he wants to do is he wants to get us in a, a state of uh, discouragement. He wants us to be discouraged and, and, and focusing on what we ought not be focusing on. Uh, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. And he knows that. And so that's why he doesn't want us to be encouraged. But tonight, I pray that I say something that is compelling to you and that will aid you in your 
my life. Amen. I love you all so very much. And I thank you uh, for your support in this ministry and what we're doing through these podcasts and where I'm what I mean by support is your prayers, your continuous prayers and 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 receiving of what God is depositing uh, into you through me. <laughs> I'm not just bringing the mail, but you're receiving the mail and you're applying it to your life. Uh, that support is something that I love, you know, that I that I get from those who are listening. And, and like I said, you know, I want us to be more interactive. I share it with you all what's going on with me. So start to share what's going on with you. I thank God. I thank God that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. We got to testify. Let folks know that we still serve a true and living God, a God who is uh, still doing great things and miracles, signs, and wonders follow us. And I thank God, and I'm so grateful to him with everything that is going on in the world everything that we are seeing we can yet call to a God who sits high and looks low who hears us under an open heaven and we can let him know what we need and God will supply he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory amen so be encouraged be encouraged be encouraged as I get into the word for tonight And I just love you. I love you. I love you. Like I said, my love for you is unconditional. But my access. (laughs) Well, we don't put some conditions on it. And if I ain't right, y'all pray for me. All right. Love you. Let's get into the word. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we humbly approach your throne tonight, Lord Jesus, just asking that you will hear our plea. Lord God, we ask that you will take full reign over this message tonight, Lord God. Allow our flesh to decrease, that your spirit in us will increase. Lord God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We celebrate you for the power in your name. Lord God, we pray tonight, Lord Jesus, that you will have your way and let your perfect will be done in each and every one of our lives, Lord God. Father God, for my sisters and brothers who are struggling in their faith and they're struggling, Lord God, to be encouraged, I pray, Lord God, that you will word my mouth, Lord Jesus, to bless them in a way, Lord God, that is unexpected to them. Father God, bring forth deliverance and salvation, Lord God. Father, I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you will have your way and let your perfect will be done. In the precious and holy name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you, I honor you, and I bless you in Jesus' holy name. Thank God and amen. I just thank God. I I thank God for giving us the gift of encouragement. It it is a gift. It's a very vital tool uh, for us as as Christians. And and I would even 
venture to say that it is probably the most vital tool to combat the ploys and the tactics of the enemy. You know, it's it's essential to our lifeline as believers, you know, being encouraged. You know, encouragement goes a long way. It goes a long way. It helps us to keep moving forward. It helps us to, to, to take a negative situation and, and turn it into a positive. It helps to keep us refreshed and, 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 and mo- motivated to press forward and to move on. Amen. It, it helps us to maintain and I'm slowing down for a minute because I hear somebody and I'm I'm just trying to wait for them to not come in this room <laughs> while I'm trying to get this message out and I'm going to tell you something I'm going to tell you something this is how I know that this is something that God wants you to hear because when I tell you I have been interrupted so many times tonight in trying to get this message. I already waited from early afternoon, you know, to to the end of the day to get it done. I done put the babies to sleep. And now, you know, here we go with all these interruptions. But anyway, I'm going to get through this. You hear me? I'm going to get through it because we need to be refreshed. It's time out for discouragement. It's time out for being frustrated and, and, and being pressured and punked into quitting. It's time out for that. We have to learn how to be encouraged. And, and we have to declare that we will be amongst the encouraged in the body of Christ. Because we know that that's essential for us to succeed. And see, as as Christians, especially in this hour, in this moment, you know, it's easy to be discouraged. We are going through so much. We're going through this pandemic and and, uh, we are in a political season where we're um, electing a new president. I said new, Lord Jesus. Let that be me prophesying. But anyway. We're electing a president. We are in the political season. So everywhere you turn, it's strife and discord and fighting. And not to mention these murders of these young black men. I mean, it is just getting outrageous. And folk just losing their mind. I I want to be a part of whatever think tank we're going to put together, you know, for uh, 30 years from now when we're going to evaluate this era, (laughs) you know, to kind of see what's going on. Because it's one piece of research I just want to do. I want to understand what behavioral, dysfunctional, malfunction, screwed up, chromosome, whatever, is causing folk to lose their minds. I feel like this corona 
virus being stuck in a house and being asked to wear a mask. These folk are going crazy. Everywhere I turn, I'm watching a video on social media with people uh, going live because they having some kind of petty argument. I'm telling you, we have lost our minds, but I want to be a part of that uh, think tank or that research team because I want to get to the bottom of this. What is going on? Is it the air that we're breathing? Is it the water that we're drinking? Is it, you know, just what we're ingesting in our gates, you know, every day seeing negative stuff and, you know, all this strife and all of that? I don't know. But either way, I know that that some folk done lost their mind. So it's easy to be discouraged. It's easy to, you know, to kind of fall into that sunken place, you know, because, see, one thing about the enemy He hates an encouraged saint. And when I say saint, I'm talking about Christians. And when I say Christian, I'm talking about those of us who are Christ-like kingdom citizens. Amen. He hates to see us encouraged. So he will constantly try to or attempt to discourage us. So either either he's doing it by... Uh, you know, stirring up strife within your inner circle, like I shared with y'all. I'm, I'm just saying something done happened to my kids. They done lost their mind, but they're going to find it. They're going to find it. I trust God they're going to find it. But anyway, you know, the enemy will use people who are closest to you to try to discourage you. He will attack you after attack after attack until you get so discouraged you start working for him and eventually succumb to the circumstances that you're going through and allow yourself to discourage yourself to defeat I'm trying to drive you to encourage yourself to victory It's his job to discourage the children of God. He wants us to maintain this sense of defeat. Just imagine if you were in a war against the body of Christ, you're going to do everything you can to kind of knock them off their block. And there is a fuel motivator, a motivation, a push that comes with encouragement. As a matter of fact, I'm not a scientist, but I can imagine that if they were to research it the right way and test it the right way, they'll find that there's probably some energy behind encouragement. I I believe that. I believe that because the enemy works so hard to suck and drain the energy of the believer. Because he knows that the antidote to his discouragement is encouragement. And it fuels you. It's kind of like rocket fuel. It gives you what you need to defeat him.
I was just thinking about how at some point in my walk, I used to be very deliberate about encouraging those around me. See, that's why fellowship is so important and partway the reason that I believe so many people losing their mind because we are just as, as much social beings as we are spiritual. And so having that social distancing is causing people to uh, to, 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 to just lose it, you know. And so I used to be very deliberate about being encouraging to the people, you know, an exalter of people and, and got to the point where I would encourage myself. I would talk to myself and encourage myself and just be my own rah-rah motivator. You know, to keep myself going. All right, let me get into the word. Um, The first scripture that I wrote down here is in Galatians uh, chapter 6, verse 10. Let's go over here and see what we got going on with Galatians. verse 10 and the word of God says so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good at the right time we will harvest a crop a good crop if we don't give up or quit right now therefore every time you get a chance Let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. So what is God showing us here? What is he trying to tell us? That every opportunity we get, we ought to do good unto all mankind especially to yourself and those who are in the household of faith. It's imperative. A lot of times we focus on our own trials and tribulations, and I'm not by any means saying don't, you know, consider your situation, but sometimes pull out of that. And don't focus on you. Don't focus on your situation, but use it as an opportunity to propel you to do good by all mankind. To make sure that you are, like I said, encouraging someone else because just like I stated before, I know, I know I'm going through (laughs) So if I'm going through, why not 
encourage somebody else. And while I'm encouraging them, I'm encouraging myself. Let me look at 2 Corinthians uh, 6 and 18. Because it's important. I can come and I can bring... I can bring you my word. I can bring you my perspective. But do you know what is going to get us through this? It's the word of God. It's the word of God. And I know we don't get in our Bibles like we ought to. We don't read the word. We listen to others reading the word and, and, and telling us what you know, thus saith the Lord, but we don't get in there ourselves. You know, but we got to switch that up. But anyway, what did I say? Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 6 and 18. Let's see, what is the Lord saying here? 6 and 18. And so, this is, um, y'all know I love this message Bible, so I'm going to go ahead and read it from where they start. Um, which they go from 14 to 18. And it says, don't become partners with those who reject God. Ain't that important? How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's no partnership. That's, to me, oxymoronic. Now, that's that's my own commentary. That wasn't in the Word. <laughs> that's war. So what the Word of God says, that's not partnership. That's war. Is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly where we are, each of us, a temple in whom God lives. God himself put it this way. He said, I'll live in them, move into them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who will pollute you. I want you all for myself. I will be a father to you. You'll be sons and daughters to me. The word of the master God. Ain't that powerful? Ain't that powerful? God wants us to understand that once we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that we will never be alone. <laughs> we'll never be alone. He will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. But let's go back to that word. It's very important that we hear what God is saying. And I'm glad I started at 14. He said, do not become partners with those who reject God. Come on now. Come on. We think that we can build partnerships with people who do not accept God and, and reject God? He said you can't make partnership out of right and wrong. That ain't no partnership. That's war. Some of y'all warring and don't even know it. 
and wondering why you discouraged. You got to encourage yourself. You got to pull out of that. You got to partner with God and, and, and disavow yourself to those who reject God. Come on. This, this, this is simple stuff. Even if you're an only child. But if you got Jesus, you're never alone. You are surrounded with kingdom. With kingdom fellowship. <laughs> Ooh. You got to be encouraged. You know, I was thinking the other day because when I was new in my faith, I always had fear. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not going to say I always have fear because I, I did not always have fear. I almost felt like I had a transference of a, a spirit <laughs> some years ago that I picked up this fear stronghold and could not put it down. But anyway. I had fear of dying uh, unsaved. And that thing used to bother me so much, even so to the point that, you know, I always believe you got to be in the right place at the right time for the right opportunity. And you don't want to be in the wrong place at the right time. You don't want to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You want to be where God desires for you to be because my fear used to always be if I step into the wrong place and I die unsaved, I won't get to know him. I won't get to know him. And 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 I'm talking about that eternal, you know, eternity. But anyway, the other day, I don't know why, but the Holy Spirit just whispered to me just whispered this thing and said, I wouldn't even have allowed you to come into this earth realm if your soul's salvation was not solidified. Come on now. Come on. That gave me a sense of uh, uh, faith that I never had before. And it, it, you know, it, it doesn't, that's not a license to live. However, that's not what God meant. It was that I am a all-knowing, all-powerful God. And I am the God that created you. I knew all about you. And I allowed you to come into existence. Because I knew we'd be reconciled once and for all. Let me get into another passage here. In Psalm 68 and 6. Let's see what the Lord is saying there. And like I said, it's, it's important that we get into this word because this is where the power is. God said his word will not return unto him void. Sometimes it's all right to remind God of his word. Amen. What did I say? Psalm 68 and six. Let's see it. Let's hit it. All right. <laughs> so it says, Father of orphans, champion of widows, is God in his holy house. God makes homes for the homeless, leaves prisoners to freedom, but leaves rebels to rot in hell. Come on now. Come on. 
It's a method to this thing. There are principles that we must follow. We can be encouraged in knowing that he is the father to the fatherless. He is the champion of the widow. He is God in his holy house. The word of God says he makes homes for the homeless. He leads prisoners to freedom. But here's the consequence. He leads rebels to rot in hell. Come on. If that ain't encouraging you, I don't know what will. Be encouraged. Know who you are. You serve a God who is a God to the fatherless. He's a friend to the widow. I told y'all my nieces are uh, visiting me from Detroit. And I love, I'm telling you, I'm enjoying every moment of it. I love being with them. Uh, My sister is doing a wonderful job. And and I pray I don't forget to share, you know, that with her. Because I watch my sister. Uh, she She has six children. And my nephew was brutally murdered, um... Uh, in 2018 he was he was murdered on my son's birthday April 5th 2018 and I'll never forget it um, but I've always admired the love and friendship that she has with her children and she is doing an exceptional job with these young girls <laughs> they are so sweet I just love them but one thing about it, they like to do what they want to do. <laughs> and they like to. So, so on day one, I know maybe day two, we had a talk. Because day one, you know, we getting to know each other and they, they haven't been around me much, you know. So I don't want to come too strong. But I, I, just, I just love having them here. But anyway, um, I learned that they like to do what they want, when they want, like every other kid. And and some folks will say they hard-headed, but I'm just saying, you know, they're strong-minded. Let's just say it that way. And um, so we had to have an understanding. And I say, look, I respect you, and I'm going to honor your wishes, but you only got two options. You got two options. And I honor your ability to choose. How about that? And your two options are rewards and consequences. So the reward, and I explained to them what a reward could be, you know, maybe a snack or a hug or, you know, you get to watch something or do something, you know, and they they understood it. They grasped it pretty well. But a consequence is, you know, you, and I laid out a, a few consequences, you know, and, and from the lowest to the highest, you know, you get a timeout, you get something taken from you. And then I showed them my belt. <laughs> you know, you get that belt. And so we came to an agreement that they could choose which one. 
but they got to do something to 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 fall in the category of the choice right so you you want a reward you got to be good you want a consequence you do something bad and they seem to understand that and we're we're working well around that system and 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 those principles and they get it and uh it's so funny because i think my sister you know she probably gonna get on me when she get on back because they may be a little bit chubbier because i you know i always um uh fold under pressure and <laughs> eventually get the reward even if they get the consequence but anyway God is showing us here or or the psalmist is, is showing us here that the promise the reward is having a father who is a father to the fatherless just imagine that for a moment I thank God for the experience that I had in having natural parents and in having natural parents because I was able to experience the love of God in the flesh. Good, bad, or indifferent. I was able to have a tangible experience of that that some people just don't. He say he's a friend of the he's a friend to the widow. He's the champion. He's he's the one that's out there, you know, uh, uh, sojourning on behalf of the widow. That's the reward. He's making homes for the homeless and leading prisoners uh, to freedom. That's the reward. But there's also a consequence. He leads rebels to rot in hell. Now that's a powerful, powerful statement. And for us, it's, it's an unfortunate fact that sin doesn't always manifest the consequences. <laughs> you know, with my babies here, they get their reward or their consequence immediately. And I told him already, I said, look, once you're done with the consequences, over. We ain't, we ain't on their end. Don't be walking around, moping. Got no attitude because you had to do the consequence because you chose that. And on my end, I ain't going to hold it against you because we all make mistakes. You know, we have to pay our dues and serve out our consequences and so forth. And now my, the youngest one, she, she, Consequence is such a big word, but she tries. She tries to say consequence or however she said. But but one thing she can say real clear is time out. And she say a time out. She told somebody, she said, Juju is time out. I said, this child done made an action word into time out. But anyway, but God, God is a God who will we'll lift us up. And even when we're lonely, when we're in our darkest place, God wants us to know that He is our salvation. He's our Savior. That we are a part of a, a singular family. That no matter what our situation is, that we're a part of the household of faith.
I shared, you know, some of the challenges that I was going through, you know, with my children. But I'm reminded, this is difficult for me sometimes, but I even have to go back and read for myself Luke 8, verses 19 through 21 just to remind me what family I'm really a part of. (laughs) I told you I was about ready to get rid of these jokers. You know, I don't want this family, God. I love my family now. Uh, I was having a weak moment when I said, they take me for granted. Ooh, these jokers. I had told my husband the other day, I said, look, I went through so much in my father's house. And now that I look back on y'all, y'all way worse. (laughs) All right, let me get to the word. Luke 8, uh, 19 through 21. And I'm going to go into my my favorite. Luke, what did I say? Luke 8, 19 through 21. And the word of God said, His mother and brothers showed up but couldn't get through to him because of the crowd. He was given the message, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. And listen to what Jesus said. He replied, my mother and my brothers are the ones who hear and do God's word. Obedience is thicker than blood. Now y'all thought blood was thicker than water. He said, (laughs) now imagine If blood is thicker than water and obedience is thicker than blood, come on now. It's a revelation in that. And the point that God was trying to get across is that you are a a member of the body of Christ, which our calling card or our... um, What's the word I'm trying to say? Our identification comes with those who are hearers and doers of the word. Now, some of us have misinterpreted that scripture for years. It caused us to shun, you know, family members and not, you ain't my mother, you ain't my father, you ain't my sister. Or brother, because you are not a hearer or a doer of the word. That ain't of God. Come on. That is not of God. That is not what he desired. We got to do better. We have to do better. It is our job and our role and responsibility as ambassadors of Christ, as kingdom citizens, to represent the godly Uh, moral role of a family member. We got to love one another. Love not just in words, but in deed. And I'm not saying that, you know, you got to sit up under folk that you know are uh, toxic or dysfunctional. But I am saying that you know, we have to be builders and not tear, 
terror downers. <laughs> Definitely be like, like Juju and make up words. But it's encouraging to know that even when you're going through, even when you're challenged with the situations with your family members, you have a family in Christ. You have brothers and sisters in the faith. And going back to Galatians 6 and and 10, the word of God told us to be good to every person, especially our brothers and sisters in faith. See, sometimes we ain't encouraged because we're not surrounding ourselves with that encouragement. We're not being active in encouraging others. We got to do our part. We got to do our part. And if we know that we serve an all-knowing God, a God who knew our situation and our circumstance before it even happened, a God that tells us that everything uh, that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance the encouragement of the scriptures will give us hope it's God who gives us endurance and encouragement he gives us a spirit of unity and tenacity to push and to press forward. I know this just seems like a bunch of words, a bunch of fluff, intangibles, things that you can't really touch. But believe me tonight that despite the delivery or even the deliverer (laughs) meaning myself God has a purpose and a plan for you to be encouraged tonight it doesn't matter that you're struggling that you're struggling with relationships I'm the queen of the struggle bubble (laughs) I love my family so much. I grew up in a house where loyalty was very important. My parents taught us how to love each other even if we didn't like each other. It did not matter. You had to love. And I can't remember who I was sharing this with, but I know I was saying it just the other day how... You know, my dad would know that, you know, we we going through something, you know, the sister with the sisters, we be going through something. And those would be the two that gotta walk to the store together. You know, I believe my father was very deliberate 
and helping us to build a rapport with one another in the home. The challenge was that we didn't have the tools necessary (laughs) to continue that structure once we got on our own and we got outside of the home and we weren't under their governance and rule and, you know, it just, it began to dissipate. And many of our relationships became strained and so much so that a lot of us are estranged now. It's terrible. It's a horrible, horrible place. But we were taught to love and to be there for one another. And even in the midst of our trials and situations with one another, we still have compassion and love in our hearts. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. Trust and believe that God is going to pull you through and lean not to your own understanding. If I opened my eyes and looked at my life and saw my circumstance and and depended on my own logic, I'd still be up there in that gas station parking lot. (laughs) Scratching off tickets. Trying to get up enough money to get me to Hawaii. You can't focus on what you see. Job taught us that. He said, God, even when I can't trace you, I trust you. In the midst of everything that he had gone through, and look at how the story ended. Be encouraged. Pull yourself out. Do whatever you got to do to pull yourself out of that place and that space of discouragement. I shared my confession on the part one of this podcast, but what I didn't share is that the despair got so dark for me in that moment that I was just so compelled to just say, Lord, I'm done. <laughs> I was I was done with the family but I'm talking about I'm done with life but you got to get out of that place and out of that space because the enemy would love nothing else or nothing less than to have you do his dirty work That to have you being discouraged and believing that that's, that's what he does He brings discouragement. I oftentimes tell my children, when God is taking us from glory to glory, when he's blessing in our lives, it's already set in stone what he's going to do. No angel in heaven, demon on his way to hell, or man on earth 
can change what God has predestined for our lives. But what the enemy can do, will do, and have done is he'll try to discourage us so much to steal our joy that through the process, (laughs) we won't even be able to enjoy the blessing. By the time we get there, we'd be so worn out, so distracted, so focused on the issue that we're not able to take full advantage of the blessing. I just feel like we need to take the necessary steps to begin to encourage ourselves. The first thing is get in the word of God. Get in the word of God. He gave us his word so that we can have tangible examples. The word of God says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. These are testimonies of those who came before us. Those who God met them right in our same space and worked it out. He's the same God then as he is now and forevermore. He's the same God. So get into your word. Take your eyes off of your situation and your circumstance and encourage somebody else. Do good for others. I got to the point where I felt like it was so unfair that the one thing I wanted in all the world, I didn't even know it until I got it, (laughs) that it was the one thing that I wanted (laughs) more than anything in this world, and that's my grandbabies. And the enemy started working immediately to begin to separate me from my grandbabies. And the pain is real now. I'm I'm not even going to try to pretend like it don't hurt. But I had to pull myself out of that and begin to do good by others, for others. How can I help a grandmother to, to... support her grandchild? What can I do in situations that I'm aware of where you got a grandmother that's struggling with her grandchild? How can I bring them closer together? What what little babies or children are my babies, my grandbaby's age? What? How can I give? How can I, you know, encourage them? How can I be a part of their life? There's all kinds of things that we can do. The other thing is pray. And when you pray, be transparent about where you are. Don't let your ego get in the way. 
all that macho, thick skin. Not necessary when you go before the throne. Let God know. I feel like my heart is being ripped out of my chest. I feel like a locomotive is is running right across my body. I, I feel like I'm being beat down. And yet you gave me the love that you gave me for these children and for their children. And God, I can't stand it because it's too much. Let them know. Tell them. Tell them all about it. And while you're telling them, ask them to lift it. Because see, with me, I had to pray a very special and deliberate prayer that God would not allow bitterness to enter my heart towards my children because I know without a shadow of a doubt why the enemy is working so hard because see, God has called them. There is a mantle on their lives and the enemy knows that he can divide and conquer that if he can just separate, and, and, and it really ain't on them, it's more so on me. He's trying to get me to the point where I just wash my hands of them. And not that's not to say that God's will is not going to be done in their lives. It's just that that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to destroy the relationship because he knows that we're greater together than apart. So I know all of this. (laughs) But what difference does it make? Knowing it when your heart is broke. So pray about it. Give it to God. And that doesn't mean pray and and not take action. You know, because sometimes we got to take action. We got to let God have it. Let him, you know, have control over the situation. But reconcile the relationship. Do the work. Do the work. feel like that's what we lack. Oh, God will take care of it. Yeah, he's going to take care of it. He already took care of it when he told you to go over there and, and, and talk to him. And, and manage the situation. Establish and set boundaries and come to a clear understanding and align and move forward. We done got so lazy as saints. We're always... We're always hiding behind the guise of God going to do it. God going to take care of it. No, come on now. Yes, he's going to do it. He's going to take care of it. But you need to have a conversation with somebody about something. 
<laughs> so that's what I got for y'all tonight be encouraged no matter what you see yourself faced with or what you're going through know that God is intimately concerned about you and what you're going through and he sent me here tonight to tell you that help is on the way. He's sending your help. He knows that you need to be encouraged. He knows that you've been going through. He knows that the enemy is trying to discourage you. And he wants to draw encouragement into your lives. God is sending help. He's sending the resources that you need. Yet you have to be accountable for the actions that you take. Be deliberate about encouraging yourself. I'm so silly. Even if you got to get in the mirror, pat your own self on the back. Begin to encourage yourself. Send yourself a text. Write yourself a letter. Send yourself a card. Whatever you got to do to encourage yourself. And if you can't encourage you, call me. I'm a pretty good exalter of people. But it's imperative that we learn how to encourage and be encouraged. Encourage ourselves and to be encouraged. Amen? Alright, well I pray that that was encouraging to you. And like I said, I just felt compelled to share. And if nothing else, it encouraged me. <laughs> I'm going to try to get back on here uh, later this week sometime and see what happens. Alright? Well, I love you all, and I'm praying for everybody, and I pray that God has his way in your lives. And I'm going to break this apart, and I'm going to have a special prayer for encouragement, and I'll add that to this recording. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, be encouraged. I love you. Bye-bye.